0: Tonight we have four, I believe, young people who will be receiving their First Communion. What a special night for these special young people and their families. And we can just look at them and see how special it is to them. Look, look at the look at the, the wonderful outfits they put together and how seriously they're taking it, how they prepared, they and their families, for months and months to receive First Communion, to, to receive Christ in the most special of ways tonight for the very first time. What a beautiful thing it is, and we we celebrate with you and we welcome you into a deeper understanding and a deeper participation in your Catholic faith that you have already been baptized into. How beautiful. And what a beautiful time of year, for it's the Easter season. We still have this Sunday and another Sunday to go. What a time such a, a wonderful thing. You know, Easter doesn't stop on Easter Sunday. No, we get to enjoy it for weeks and weeks, and then it launches us into ordinary time. Hopefully we take all of those beautiful graces that we've had to time to reflect on in a unique way and carry them into the summer months, into those, those, those ordinary times that we can go out and share them with our brothers and sisters. Um, you know, I, I am employed out at Queen of Angels Catholic Cemetery. And um, I I wanted to—I just wanted to share an experience with you that that took place out there um, and and how it affected me. I wasn't sure whether I was going to or not, but I am going to. This happened yesterday, and there was—we deal, of course, we deal with lots of grief at the cemetery. Lots of times, it's very pleasant. People come out and make their pre-plans, and we have a great time. And. I've done that with many of you. But sometimes things are really sad, of course, and families come in very hurt and, and broken. Well, I, I, without going through all of the details, a family had lost a 12-year-old son. And um, they, were, they were coming to the cemetery to bury him. And, and um, I was uh, over, overwhelmed by it. It hit me in a unique way. And I was um, struggling with how I was going to deal with that yesterday morning when I woke up. It was, um, I I was going to prepare to preach at the Friday Mass and then I had that committal service at 10 o'clock right after and I I felt very overwhelmed and I I wanted to be able to say something that would make a difference Um, and I was afraid I wouldn't be able to, but you know, um, I came to Mass (laughs) and I preached here and I received communion uh, from Father Chenoy (laughs) And it gave me the strength to go out to the cemetery and do what I was afraid I wouldn't have been able to do before that. It's like when I was looking at everything Friday morning, waking up without having received communion, without having come to mass, it seemed overwhelming. But when I left here, I knew that I was in the Holy Spirit's hands. The situation was in the Holy Spirit's hands. um, and I had received Christ into my body and that it was going to work out and God's will was going to take place. And indeed it was a very sad situation, but God's will did take place and people, everyone was ministered to. And hopefully that will be something that they can hold on to going forward. Why does it have that impact on us? Because Jesus is all about love. He loves us so much. He, he loves us so much that he came down and died on the crucifix. Now this crucifix is very joyous that reminds us of the other side of the crucifix, and that's wonderful. But he but he came down and allowed himself to be nailed to a crucifix, to be mistreated, to be put down, to be disrespected, uh, to be persecuted. All of these things, God came down and took on the body of man and allowed himself to be crucified on our behalf. And as a result of that, he loved us so much that he gave us the Eucharist. As a result of that great sacrifice, we get to receive... You children get to receive tonight for the first time all the love in the world. The real love. We hear about love all the time. How many songs speak about love? The human mind is always trying to grasp love and explain it and express how it makes them feel. But this is the true love, the love that God is. God is love. He doesn't just have love. He is love. Jesus is love. And he only expects one thing of us when he gives us that just like uh, we teach our children and just like we try to remember ourselves, when we receive good things, what do we do? We pass them on and we share them. And that's what he was trying to tell, I believe, his apostles in tonight's gospel. It's like, look what I've done. Look what I'm about to do. They really had no idea what was coming, but they had already seen so much that he had done. Now you're going to do the same thing. You know, just before this, he had washed their feet. And I was reading about that while I was preparing this homily. and. I'm sure I've come across it before, but it hit me this time in particular. In, In the Jewish custom, a slave couldn't even be required to wash the feet of somebody else. And here Jesus got down on his knees and gave everything to his apostles. But there was a caveat. He wanted them to be able to do that for others, to give everything, to take all of the love that he had given them and share it with others. And just to make sure that they were able to keep on receiving that love, he instituted the Holy Eucharist so that they could take all of that love in the world, take God into their bodies. But they were required to to not just hold on to that, but to share it with others. And indeed, that's what they did. They went out, we see Paul and Barnabas were a great example in the first reading tonight. They went all over the place of a list of cities and there were more than that, being persecuted, being locked up, being beaten, being turned away, being rejected and yet they kept preaching the good news because they knew if they had received that good news, if they had received Christ, then it was their duty to share it with others, with their fellow human, with their brothers and sisters to keep them strengthened And now that brings us to us. Here we in this room, we understand the importance of communion and we understand the importance of coming together and experiencing Christ in that special way. how important it is, though, that we share it with the world, and it doesn't necessarily mean standing on a street corner with a megaphone and a, and a big board with a message on it or knocking on people's doors like I used to do when I was a child. It doesn't have to be those things necessarily. It can just be sharing the love of Christ with one another, sharing the love of Christ with the people that we encounter in our work, in our school. In our families and on the street, just share an act of love, sharing the love that is Jesus Christ, the love that we have been shown, and even taking it a step further, making sure that our brothers and sisters are availing themselves, if at all possible, of the blessed sacrament and of this time that we have together. And I know I... We bring this up quite a bit, but it's so important in this world and the things that are going on around us. We need the love of Christ now more than ever. We need the Eucharist now more than ever. We need reconciliation now more than ever. We need all of the gifts of the church that Jesus died so that we could have. We need them now more than ever but nobody is truly happy if they're just hoarding those things to themselves. If we just come and receive that and then go home and we don't try to share it in some way with someone around us or try to do something that makes people say, wow, I want what that person has, just any act like that, well then we certainly can't be truly happy unless we do that because we we have to pass it on if we receive it for it all to work the right way, right? So let's just give prayerful consideration to you know, our our own involvement in parish life at this point. You know, how how can we make improvements? How can we show more love to our brothers and sisters? How can we show more love to our brothers and sisters that perhaps we have not seen in a long time and could use a little bit of encouragement to get back and enjoy the fellowship in this room that we're all enjoying? It's so wonderful. One of the best things about being a deacon or being a greeter, that was my first ministry, is standing out in front of the church and saying hello to people as they come in being able to pump fists as we do now or shake the occasional hand or a pat on the back, but the smiles you see on people's faces when they walk through that door. We understand what's going on, don't we? This is happiness, this is this is joy that we have inside this building and that we have in the sacraments. Let's make sure that Let's make sure that we're leaving no one behind, that everybody gets to experience it because we all need it so much. May we all be as excited about the gifts we have as these beautiful young children are that are about to receive the Eucharist for the first time. And may we set an example for them to carry that on and allow it to grow in their lives so that beautiful things can happen. And now one thing I like to do whenever I get the opportunity to preach during the Easter season is to quote one of my very favorite saints, St. Pope John Paul II. He said one time, and it's one of my very favorite expressions and probably my favorite of his. He said, we are an Easter people and hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah is our song. May that be our song, brothers and sisters, as we go out into the world, as we walk out of Easter and into ordinary time. May we sing hallelujah. May we be an Easter people of hope to ourselves, our families, and those around us. Amen.